Hello and welcome back to the Sports Babble. This is a podcast Isolation 11. Uh, hopefully soon we'll be able to drop the isolation part when we name our podcast and it'll just be podcast whatever number it is or whoever get whatever guest we have on. It's uh, Sunday the 24th of May here. Myself, Brenton, hello. Hello. And J to the D, Jonathan, hello. Hola. Hola. Um, the three of us are sitting down. We're going to chat about the last dance, um, a little bit on whatever's going on in the world of football because the Bundesliga is flying right now. Um, there's second round of games and there's midweek games coming up, including their Classic, which is interesting. And then we have a new segment on the show that we're going to run tonight, uh, which myself and Brenton are very excited about. It's JD's Awards. We have given him, that man, free run at an awards segment where he can award or take away awards, whatever he wants to do. It's his segment. We have given him free reign, so we have no idea what's coming up. So uh, you're just like us, listener, when you're listening to this. You have no idea what's about to happen. Just buckle up, because this could be chaos. And I regret this, Any trainees <laughs> listeners out there that are listening, stay in touch in case we need you. Um, we we'll touch on we'll we'll leave Johnny's awards just for a little bit. We'll touch on the last dance because uh, Brenton, our, our resident Mister Tall, uh, took his time as he does to watch the last dance. Waited till myself and John had finished it, and then he watched it. Um, Jonathan, I'll let you go first. Uh, what did you make of the last dance uh, in general, and where would it rank for a, as a sports documentary for you? And you're like top say five or whatever, top ten. <clears throat> I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was very well put together. But as a lot of people have pointed out, it was more a documentary about Michael Jordan and the actual Bulls. Uh, it would uh, probably it would probably be in the top two of sporting documentaries. I just thought it was just really enjoyable. It had you had you gripped from the first episode. So. Uh, I'm not going to be someone who's going to try and break it down and tear it to bits and, you know, saying that's not a true representation of kind of what happened. I just enjoyed it. And one of my favorite parts about the whole documentary was actually Dennis Rodman. He was, he was a some boy. <laughs> I have to say, he is some boy. You're the Dennis Rodman of this podcast. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a great compliment for me. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, God. Where does that? Who, who does that make Breton then? And who? And who's? Who am I? Well, I think Breton would have to be Scotty Pippen because he's just a big tree. <laughs> I'll take so that. That that would leave you being uh, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love that everyone just thought he was going to say Jordan. <laughs> Uh, oh, I do with all of my heart. Um, just on, Jerry. See if you watch Space Jam now. Look at who's in charge of the Monster Squad. I, I can't forget the character's name, but w- look at that character next time you see Space Jam, and then think of Jerry Krause. Do you really think he was like? Well, if you haven't listened, like, don't listen to this part of the podcast. But do you really think he was hated as much as he's kind of met out, and especially the first few episodes? Kraus or Jordan? Kraus. It seems like they all really couldn't stand them just by the footage and all of there and by the interviews, but I don't know. Like, I kind of... Like, Jordan gave him a lot of credit, I suppose, in the last episode, saying how he was 
probably, or I think it was Jordan anyway, said he was the greatest manager in NBA history or something like that there. I think it was, <clears> yeah, maybe, was Scotty Pippen I said something like that, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Scotty, sorry, yeah. I, it's hard, like, I, I thought the way Christ was sort of portrayed was a bit unfair on him. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think he probably, <laughs> Brent's just flashed up an image there on our Skype call of Jerry Christ and the Monster Squad, but <laughs> um, I do think he was sort of a wee bit unfair. I think, I think he should get a lot more credit with how he ran that organisation. Um, I'm like, we're going to have an American featured sports podcast every week now where our good friend Steve O'Rourke going to come back on. Uh, I was on with him last week, and he'd be able to talk about it more because he 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 knows more than us. But I think like some of the if if you look at it, bro, well, Brenton, First of all, I'll let you come in here as well and let us know what you thought of it and where it ranked. But if you do look at what Christ did, he built the team for Michael Jordan. You know, it was his his decision to bring in Phil Jackson. Uh, it was his decision then to uh, like he went and got Scottie Pippen. It was then they went and got Dennis Rodman. You know, these type of things. He really picked an unbelievable team. He went and got Kukoc, who, like, got absolutely rinsed in the whole podcast. And, yeah, he was a brilliant player, Tony Kukoc. Yeah. Horatia. And Jerry Christ yeah. built his team. So, as, as a general manager, I think he, he's one of the best ever, it seems to be. But, I mean, we, we're we a wee bit, tiny wee bit too young to really know what was going on in those days. So, we can only see what we're reading now or what we're hearing in that podcast or that documentary. So, yeah, personally, I thought he was a wee bit treated harshly, like, to be honest. What did you make of the whole thing, Brenton? Yeah, I thought it was very, um, very good, very well put together. Really interesting. Like, um, once I did give around, yes, I think all of it. Um, it was, it was good coming from this perspective of like I didn't really have any notion what went on, but like only sort of like sort of recently, um got into basketball from you, you guys talking about it and um, I know very little and I know we plan to maybe do a pod with Steve where um, we're going to ask some questions about um, the NBA in general so um, coming at it from, from that perspective um, it was really interesting just to see I think that the difference between our like big sports stars now compared to then like I don't know like obviously Jordan was the star of the show and every time he came off the court there was 20 or 30 reporters gathered around him like and comparing that to now it would just never ever happen like there's maybe one exclusive interview with Sky or BT and and then you do a press conference and it's all very controlled and it's all um you know the the club's press officer handpicks questions etc etc um all that was was really interesting from that point of view but also, yeah, the the relationships like Jordan comes across as a winner, but he comes across as as an asshole. Also, like like, and you can sort of see in his teammates like Scotty Pippen, etc., and then some of the some of the players he played against. Like, it's like they they respect him as a player so much, but they, none of them really seem to like him comes with the territory yeah it's um he sort of uh, on jordan i i just found him like and then this is like a bit rich coming from me when i'm small but i think i would well i'd want to be like steve kerr i'd want to punch him in the face 
at times. You know, I I I didn't. And there there was a lot of um. I think me and Steve touched on this on last week's podcast as well. We certainly did offer anyway. There was a lot. There seems to be a lot of like people on social media talking about him and saying about this is how you know um you're supposed to be and this is this is elite mentality and, and that's fair enough if people want to live like that that's fine it's not it's not for me that's not the way i would be wanting a teammate or um want to live my life certainly if i was a sports star i don't maybe maybe people think i wouldn't be a winner then but i just found it sometimes uh a bit a bit, a bit oh, f- over far too far over the line and i'm surprised that um people didn't start smashing him more do you know what i mean especially some of the bigger players i think bill cartwright told him and in, in, in not in those words, but one time that he was going to let the guy again because you'll not mess with me, basically, and he was going to um, do something to him. But I do think he got he got away with a lot, Jordan, from his teammates because obviously, yes, he was so good. But that's from, in my opinion, that's why. I, like I, I, as as we said last week, and as you boys know, I always have LeBron James ahead of him. It's not just the way I, I think LeBron James is a better player physically. He's bigger and he's a better athlete too. Um. But I just think the way LeBron seems to treat people... Now, it might come out in 10 years' time when there's a 30 for 30 on LeBron that he was a bit like this, but it doesn't seem to be that case with LeBron, you know what I mean? It does seem to be more of a an understanding and more of a, a friendship within his teammates. And, like, even, the, like, Jordan's best friends were his security guards. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, <laughs> pardon me, one of, the, uh, one of the telling scenes for me was when John Paxson can't get a ticket for his mum and dad to come and watch, I think it's one of the finals games, but Jordan's sitting there with 20 extra tickets and he can give them out to people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where his teammate can't get tickets. And I just thought, like, you know, in my, my, my opinion, a good teammate and a team leader would give those out then, would look after the teammates more like that, whereas I think Jordan thought he was looking after his teammates because he was winning them rings. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Definitely, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was very one... Um, sort of one-minded, like one goal-minded. I don't. I don't think that type of mentality would last today. No, it's a different time. Obviously, of course, like we're talking about Jordan having so many security guards, but you know the access to Jordan then is different to where we have access to LeBron now. You know, we can all follow LeBron on social media, and you know, there's a lot more content out there, like NBA TV, Phil, as we all know, is free at the moment. So, like, it, it is a different time, and I suppose we have to look at like how big of a star Jordan was then without like social media. Like he was huge. You know, I think they talked about the, the numbers of people or sorry, of people in the world that watched NBA before and after Jordan's career. And it, it is quite crazy. The amount of people that got into basketball, probably because of him. And then of course, of his shoes. And, you know, I think it was uh, Justin Timberlake, Justin Timberlake was on saying about how he done all these different jobs to save up money to buy a pair of Jordans. Like, so listen, mm. he, well, a, line, a line from the documentary I liked, which Jordan said himself, was Michael Jordan would never ask a teammate to do something that Michael Jordan wouldn't do himself. Like To me, that was that's something you want to hear from a leader or someone who's meant to yeah. be leading your team. But again, like you said, of course, there was a lot. Like the David Kerr thing where he um, turned around and bashed him and said, BSM, I'm taking this shit from you. Like, you know, <laughs> like you said... We man got to stick up for himself, like, and he did it. And fair play, you earned Jordan's respect that way by doing that. Yeah, I like that. I think, I think coming out, I think people's reputations, or certainly people's opinions of certain um, basketball players and stars of the show, has changed. I'd say Jordan seems to have been a bit like like myself now. We think like he didn't seem great at all. 
where Steve Kerr is rocketed. You know, I mm-hmm. think everyone that watched that can really appreciate Steve Kerr now and, and appreciate how what he went through. Like, what he went through with his dad was horrendous, and ah, yeah. and the, the shot he pulls off to win it and all for them, and just how he comes across. Scotty Pippen as well, I think. And and it's been released there recently. Horace Grant, I know, wasn't happy with how Michael Jordan was portrayed and how he was portrayed, and Scotty Pippen, who was Jordan's right hand man, was um on the court anyway. What well, he's been, he's levered with how he's been put across, like as in. Like he, uh, Jordan said he's really disappointed in him and all given up on stuff and different things and it's interesting now to see how they'll react to each other if they're ever you know with each other again now or if they're on TV or somebody brings them together but um, as a documentary I still I still would have Senna and Maradona well ahead of it but I do think that in the times we're in here now in lockdown and the world's at a, at a halt it's been such a brilliant um, mm. filler it really has like and it's sort of it's stoked more fires in people uh, for basketball now and for NBA. Certainly, it feels like it has over here. A lot more people now are maybe paying attention to it. Maybe want to get into it more. And, and I don't know if you've noticed, but every other garden seems to have a basketball net now. Yeah, have noticed that actually. Yeah, yeah. I know. We were myself and Brandon were social distancing walking earlier, and I noticed two or three on the, um, not the Gravahi Road. What do you call the road in the way? Is it Dungannon Road? Yeah. Over in I noticed two or three. That I hadn't noticed four basketball nets, and I was just thinking, I was jealous because I haven't got one yet. But I was thinking, happy, they're definitely popping up everywhere. Happy basketball area that I'm going road, like. Aye. <laughs> Not a talent coming from that region. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joey McConville could have made it in the in the NBA, no doubt. Um, but yeah, it was, it was it. Like it was brilliant. It was interesting, and and like I I can't wait for the NBA to come back and. When we have, uh, we'll have Steve on during the week. We're going to talk about that because it is coming back. Mickey Mouse is opening his house. He's letting the lads come in and play. What, what, what an absolute legend Mickey Mouse is like. And um, he's still, uh, I, Danger Mouse is still the best mouse, but Mickey Mouse, is, his reputation has gone up in my opinion. But um, that's going to be interesting to see how that goes and how they, um, what they do, whether they go with straight to playoffs, which would be very interesting, or they try and finish out the... Um, the full regular season because I know a few te- like the Warriors can't do anything. They're chin, they're out, you know, they're bottom, and that's the end of it. Like so, I don't think they want to play the rest of their games, which is fair enough. It's it's be a waste of time for them. But so it'd be interesting to see how um how they get on. Um, I think it's interesting how kind of far they've fallen over the last couple of years. Like they were going for three in a row there not that long ago, and yeah. now they're they're bottom. <laughs> yeah, the lot. Those injuries to Clay Thompson and Steph Curry wrecked them, obviously, because they're two of the best. And then when Kevin Durant left and went to Brooklyn, that team, obviously, without those three players alone, you're going to struggle. But they're due uh, a good, decent draft pick, um, which I'm sure we'll get into um, soon. And they, they, with Steph Curry coming back, they're also potentially in the in the, in the the hunt for Giannis. <laughs> The Greek freak, which I don't think that's very fair. Um, yeah. But um, so that'll be interesting to see how that goes as well. But you, you both are Raptors fans, and um, I would be a Thunder fan. So it'll be interesting to see how our teams get on. Thunder obviously have surprised everyone this year with how they're getting on, but the Raptors are right back in the mix again. I don't think, lads, without trying to burst your bubble, I don't think they'll be able to beat the Bucks. I don't think anyone's going to beat Giannis this year in the East. Um, no. He's a he's a weapon. Uh, he's only twenty five, so there's still plenty of years of that boy to come. I really like. Did, him. I think he's a great player. Like so. Oh, did you see the stat? These two. I don't know if you. I don't know if you saw this, but 
when when LeBron won his first MVP, uh, he was 25, and when Giannis won his last year, he was 25, and their stats were more or less exactly the same for that season. Yeah, did say that actually, which is quite oh, scary. Dear. Um, so we could potentially have, and we might need, even though we won't have fans, it'll be it'll be different. Like, but we could have a, an NBA Finals, which and they're looking to play all seven games in each series. By the way, in the playoffs, I'm not trying to break the playoffs down. We could have a Finals of Giannis v LeBron, <laughs> which would be. Uh, I mean, I think everyone wants something like that. Um, a, an unbelievable final, so that we can all embrace it, like, and get behind it. Um, the Bundesliga, though, boys, just to segue onto it, and I think we will have Ronan on very soon again. He, um, God love him, I think he missed my message. Well, he did, he said he missed my message, but we were texting during it the whole weekend there. Um, the Bundesliga was back on Tuesday night, sees Bayern Munich against Dortmund, which is the after lockdown, it's the first real big sporting event that we're going to have. How do you think that's going to come across? Like, Because obviously there's no fans, so it's going to be weird, but do you think there'll still be the appetite for it? Or do you think people will maybe just switch it on and maybe switch it back off? Or do you think it, it could be the moment where people really tune back into sport again? I think it's going to go off. Like, I think that's going to be um, that's going to be a big game, no matter what. Like, I just think the, the bike will definitely be there. This is um, the last couple of games have been just them to maintaining position and <clears throat> um, sort of getting back into their groove. But three games in and, you know, with with Dortmund basically having the the incentive to go one point behind Bayern, um, it'll, it might, you know, light it up again, light up the title race and, uh, and really just, obviously, fans not being there is always going to be an issue, but... Um, the the players will have like they they want to win uh, that silverware like that'll that'll be their their sole focus and there's nothing that gets it going like your your nearest rivals like um because there have been like derbies I think are are a lot of derbies sometimes can be made into more by the fans um because a lot of the time for example like recently. Liverpool Everton, like the, the golfing class has been huge. Um obviously Liverpool have been so much better in recent years. Um that uh, than Everton, you know, Everton have had decent teams in the past and, and they've been closer on the pitch. But in Derby games like that, it's kind of always the fans who maybe make the game tighter or, or make it a bit frantic. Um whereas that hasn't that's not gonna be the case with um we saw Dortmund, I mean Absolutely annihilating. Um, who was the first game back? Schalke. Yeah, Schalke. Schalke. Yeah. The derby. Um, and like that's supposed to be a derby, do you know what I mean? And, and it just was far from it. Um, but I think when when the two teams are that close, actually on the pitch, um, I think we're we're in for a good game there. Hopefully. Did you, Johnny? Did you see any of Bayern Munich yesterday? Uh, I did not. Uh, Thomas Muller was on one. Well, actually, sorry, I did see that. I seen that um, assist because I think you actually tweeted about it. Yeah. So I think I seen that. But uh, it's just you know it's typical Baron. You know they just they just win. They win every year. Uh, I, I think the way the way I think about this game, like 
if it was Arsenal playing Spurs, even though we won't be able, like fans will be able to go to the stadium. You know, we have social media to kind of get on the players' backs if they don't put on a performance after the game. Like so, um, I'm not, I'm not kind of, I'm not saying to people go on the social media and badger players or. I was wondering. I was like, what? <laughs> but you know, if they don't play well, then the players can't. Or sorry, the fans now have a way of letting players know how they feel if they're not able to go to the stadium. So they need to put the effort in. It's a big derby. It means a lot to the fans. It's, it's a big game. So. And especially like Brent said, Dortmund can go a point behind Barron, so that they need they need to win this game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's Tuesday night coverage starts at five o'clock on BT Sport, and hopefully, um, we will be able to get Ronan. Um, I don't want to torture him either. Like uh, he's flat out, like he, which has been class, um, for us to see, uh, like because he, he he's been working for goal, and now all of a sudden the Bundesliga is in the spotlight, and he gets himself on, gets to going off the ball radio over here in Ireland. He was on Talksport two the other day talking, so that's been brilliant, like for him, and, and hopefully it continues when this is all over that people don't forget about what he's been doing for goal and at the Bundesliga, and he keeps getting mentioned and keeps getting brought in, um, because I I actually really enjoy talking to him about the Bundesliga. He knows so much about it, um, and he can educate us as well. I think he is really enjoying the fact that it's back. I think he has a little bit of a soft spot for a team. I'll not mention his team. I wouldn't do that on him. And I don't think they won at the weekend. So he wasn't too chuffed with. But um, have you picked the team to follow? Because I've ended up roping myself in. In a good way, though, I'm happy enough, with Hertha Berlin. Because they have a they have a, a, a supporters club in Belfast. <laughs> um, and uh, Yeah, and I just decided. I know, um, the, oh, I forget his first name. He's a councillor from the Green Party in the Listenershire area in Belfast, which is where the Omar Road sort is. And he's the he's one of the MLAs there, or definitely a councillor there. Um, he's a Cliff, massive Cliftonville fan. Smitty is his nickname. And then he is obviously a Hertha Berlin fan as well. And he was mentioning Hertha, and I just said, right, that's it then. I'll follow them, because you follow them and it'll know someone. And then all of a sudden, the Hertha Berlin fan club popped up. <laughs> so um, I've been supporting them for two games and scored seven goals and conceded none. So I think, I think they'll build a statue of me after it outside the stadium in Berlin, which would be pretty cool for the sports bubble. I'll make sure I'm wearing my sports bubble t-shirt so we represent. Like, um, not much. Nah, I wouldn't. Like, I'm not a big person, so you know, I'll, I'll get the joke in before you two do. So it'll not not cost them a thing. <laughs> um, but it has been. Well, thankfully, the Bundesliga has been back. I've enjoyed it, but I do find it at times at the minute it's hard to stay focused on games. Do you know, it might be different when Liverpool start back, um, or when the NBA starts back, or whatever. Then I'm I'm really tapped into it. It might be a wee bit different when Premier League side and, and total starts back, but we'll see anyway. But I, I've enjoyed that it's been there. It's there on a Saturday afternoon and a Friday night, Saturday afternoon and a Sunday, and sometimes on a Monday. So at least we're getting Tuesday night football here with their classical as well. Now we've sort of we've filled that pod rightly in anticipation for this next segment, folks. This is Johnny's segment. He's going to take over the podcast tonight. Myself and Brenton have no idea what's going on. So we've decided to come up with a segment for Johnny because the people need it, where he's going to do his awards. Now, I'll let him take over in a minute, but it could be that he takes awards off someone. It could be that he take he gives someone an award. It could be he makes up his own awards. We have no idea. So, Jonathan, I'll hand over to you now and give the public what they want. I've always wanted to do this. Hello, and welcome to the Sports Bubble. <laughs> <laughs> this is JD here. Phil and Bratton have now been muted. You can no longer hear them and they can no longer speak to you because they talk shit. 
<laughs> so um, obviously you fellas know you know about an award that I want to do at some stage I'm not going to do it today because it's too obvious um, how do we how do we look about and we think this week once you know you spoke to me about it and it could only be this it could only be you know this person um, so I'm going to award Christian Eriksen of Inter Milan, by the way, for all you ones that don't realise, uh, his goal back from April 2018 against Stoke that Harry Kane decided he would, you know, just claim because it didn't touch him. So, um, Christian Eriksen, I've got a lovely uh, can of Sure Man Sport Code here for you. When you wish to collect your award, feel free to drop drop by. Um, I'll DM you the details, mate. Uh, what what bugged me about that goal was Harry Kane. Like, I now this is what I've read. I don't know whether he said this or not, but this is what I've read. That he swore in his daughter's life that it touched him. Right? <laughs> I just I cannot believe that someone would be that sad to swore on their daughter's life about you know a goal. I think I think he was competing with Mo Salah. Now I'm going to unmute Philip here so Philip can confirm this. Philip was Harry Kane competing with Mo Salah for the Golden Boot that year. 2018. I think, uh, I, think I think Mo Salah maybe tweeted about this. Yeah, being he, he he would have been. Yeah, he would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Is um. I I think maybe you guys maybe half expected that I would pick a Tottenham player this week. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. we had no, we 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 sort of thought that, but I I had literally, literally no idea where that was going. No, um, I thought I thought I'd break it in easy this week. You know, I don't want to ruffle too many feathers. The way that is it, Curtis Woodhouse is that his name? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, the way he and he's absolutely spot on. By the way, Robert Perez is ten times better than Giggs was. If he's one, see, if he's one... <laughs> you see, I don't agree with you there. <laughs> Why? Um, I actually think Ryan Giggs. I think Ryan Giggs was a very good footballer, very very good at the time, and I think he's probably one of the best wingers in the world at one point. Um, but that was about ten years before. Uh, that was about when United won the treble, and then be, and then after that, two or three years after, that, I think he waned off. I think he was very very good, but I still think as a winger, I would I would have ha- I would have him over Perez. But if you'd have said over Mars. I think me personally, I think I'd, I'd, I think Overmars would be up there with Giggs because Overmars' speed and and he was just ruthless at the time. I think he was brilliant, but um, I do think Curtis Woodhouse was just on the troll when he said Ryan Giggs was overrated. I don't think he was overrated. I think he was brilliant at a, at the time, like world class. And then obviously he didn't deserve. Maybe it's something you look at. I don't know what your award segment. You do whatever you want. He did not deserve Player of the Year when he got it. Maybe a couple of years, ten, fifteen years previous. Yeah, definitely. that was. A couple of seasons, but he, he was given a token Premier Play of the Year. Yeah, I don't think he deserved that at all. He only made twelve starts that year, but um, you, like on Perez, like because that's interesting. Like you, I know that you you brought that up because Curtis Woodhouse mentioned it, but we we never really hear Arsenal. Maybe I don't. I don't know if you, Brenton, hear people mention Perez that much. You will obviously bring him up because I know he's a favourite of yours, Johnny. Um, but like, does he not seem to rate? In the Arsenal fandom, like as one of the all-time greats, Bergkamp oh, wow. and Henri are always mentioned. 
Will towards goal. Vieira. Vieira is always mentioned. Tony Adams, obviously. But Perez seems to be left out a little bit, I feel. Robert Perez is on the side of the Emirates. Uh, he's, like, Arsblog is a massive fan of Robert Perez. I think if you didn't yeah. look at his, his bio, he, he had mentions in Bono. Uh, Perez, what was it? I think it was 84 goals Perez scored for Arsenal like, in a few seasons that he was there. Like, and he tore his SCL whilst he was at Arsenal as well. So he was out for probably near a year. Uh, some of the goals, Perez, like you remember the goal Anfield he scored in the Invincible season? It was a cracking goal. He chipped friggin' Peter Schmeichel from yeah. 18 yards out or something. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I remember that goal, yeah. Uh, and if you look, I suppose if you look at the statistics of Perez and Ryan Giggs, like, I'm, obviously I'm on the troll too. Like, I haven't really looked into it that much. Like, but <laughs> Bobby Perez was a great player for Arsenal. There's no doubt. One of the best that played in the red and white. Like, so, um, yeah, Curtis is definitely on, on the troll. I suppose Ryan Giggs is probably, or sorry, Robert Pierce is a player that maybe isn't looked at in that way by you know opposition teams because maybe they just forget about him. You know, when you think of Arsenal, you don't think of Robert Pierce. You think of, like you said, Dennis Bergkamp, Terry Henry, Patrick Vieira, Tony Adams. You know, they're the players you'd probably think of. Um, but yeah, Robert Pierce, along with Freddie Lundberg, great players, great wingers for Arsenal. So mm-hmm. um, it's probably something I'll probably need to look more into. You know, comparing. Perez's stats with Giggs. I'm not going to say Robert Perez was a better player than, than Ryan Giggs. Ryan Giggs has the trophies to kind of say, well, say what you want. Like, I've got my medals, you know? Yeah, but I do, I, like, that, I would not, I would never, I wouldn't use that um, as a stick. You know, I know people will, and they'll say, well, look how many trophies he won compared to that, but it's a team sport too, like. You know, you can you can use that when you're talking about tennis. You know, and you can say, oh well, he Federer's won such and such, and Nadal's won such and such. So this is why such he's better, or Djokovic, or whatever. You can use that, but I think in a team sport, I don't think you can use it for the manager. If he's won all those, you can, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I don't think you like. I I never agree with that because people will say that about other players and different things that have won so such and such, but. I think you look at the player individually and I think that's where I would gauge it. And I just think, maybe in my head, because I'm probably, it's it just, I, I always, Giggs is, he's always mentioned around United. Like he is always, when they're brought up and they're talking about things, looking back at things, is always, well, that goal against Arsenal is always talked. I think that goal is overrated, but we'll get into that another day. And um, that's always brought up. Whereas Perez, I always feel, is sort of a wee bit left out. I didn't even know he was on the side of the Emirates, which is interesting to hear, but because it is always, uh, Bergkamp, Henri and Vieira the, the, the trident basically they brought up from that Invincible season but no, that's interesting it's interesting to hear that I knew you were a big fan of his obviously like um, but uh, we'll go just to touch on your award how did you manage to pull where did you pull the direction goal from and how did that come into the stratosphere of your head because uh, well why I awarded it to Erickson? well Erickson was one of the free kicks <laughs> So, no, I know why you awarded it. I just worded it. Where did that come from? Like of all the awards to start with, that where was did deep it, down in his brain. That, that was um, a massive deep dive into your brain, sir. Uh, well, you know, I could have packed, I could have packed a lot of a lot of things this week. Honestly, I could have. Uh, I'm saving one for next week, which um, is more closer to all of our hearts, and we'll probably all know a bit more about. <laughs> oh, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the next week, <laughs> um, 
Nah, I just thought, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to troll some Tottenham fans, I can't stand them, and it's been a while, like, so... <laughs> I just thought, what, what could I... There's plenty of things I could annoy them with. But, um... I think, I think actually maybe Harry Kane popped up on Twitter this week for some reason, I can't remember why. And then I was thinking, ah, you know what, that goal that he claimed, I'm going to go for that one, that'll do. That'll I, do uh, I just looked at that goal there and he definitely didn't touch it, like... No, he definitely didn't No, he, he didn't, like, he... He seems to be with Kane like just very hungry for the goals. He must be on a massive goal bonus or something. But um, no, I'm, I'm glad you've done that. And we, we'll write to the FA and tell them to reaward that goal to Christian Eriksen um, and take it off. Yeah, the FA? Just uh, the, the Premier League. Premier League, sorry. Um, just to touch back on the first topic before we finish off today. Who Who's better in your opinions? And, and me and obviously Steve talk about this. LeBron or Jordan? Go on ahead, Brent. Um, well, I definitely don't know enough about it. Like, um, so I'm I'm definitely the wrong person to ask. Um, but it seemed to me like, and literally, I've hardly I've obviously seen highlights of of things LeBron has done recently. Um, but like a. For example, I wouldn't have sat there and watched him play a full game. So, um, but it seemed to me like, although I didn't like him as a person, Jordan just seemed like an out-and-out winner. Like, um, and it seems like LeBron is like obviously like, ridiculously talented. Like, um, but he's like a nice guy with it as well. Um, so like it, it depends sort of what you're what you're looking at. Um, obviously, I'll, I'll need to look at it in, in a lot more detail. But um, like if they were both playing in, in Belfast, I don't know if it, who would you go and watch. Oh, that's that's I don't know. Like I've, I've me and you talked about it during the week, Phil, about LeBron and Jordan and. I, I still think it's a bit unfair to kind of compare the two of them until LeBron's finished. Because I think LeBron keeps getting bait with that stick that he hasn't won as many championships as, as Jordan. And that's why I think it's only fair to wait till LeBron finishes. But like, if you, even, if you look at the Nike advert that's came out over the last couple of days that LeBron's, you know, mass, a massive part of, like, he does seem to do, and again, of course, it's a different, different period in time. He does seem to do a lot more of those types of things and Seems to do a lot for, especially back in his hometown. I believe he does. He donates a lot of money and does a lot of charity work and things like that. There Has his own school, the I Promise School. Yeah, so there's there's no doubt. Like I'm not saying Le- LeBron is better than Jordan or Jordan's better than LeBron. I love them both. Uh, I love Jordan's mentality to win, but I'd I'd love to see LeBron go to LA and win it with the Lakers. Like he went to Miami and won it with them, and he went back to Cleveland and won it with them. And now he's like he's always trying to challenge himself and always trying to better himself. And I know Jordan stayed with Chicago and he had that aim of making Chicago great and win six um six um championships. But LeBron seems to not settle with being comfortable in one place and one team and trying to I he probably knew he could have won it again with Miami. He probably could have, you know, settled after winning it with Miami and went back to Cleveland and just played out the rest of his career, but he didn't. He went back and he won it. For his, for his home team and now he's going out to LA to kind of prove something again and he's a great player they're both great players it's kind of hard to say and a bit like Brent like I don't know 
everything about LeBron and Jordan. So I think it's a bit unfair to say. I know you love LeBron and he's your guy, like, but I like them both. I yeah, no, I, I get that. Like, and and, and, and I, I said, this is my opinion. It's LeBron and then it's Michael Jordan, but they are. But they're both unbelievable. Basketball got very lucky. Um, not for, but you know, they went from. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was unreal for the Lakers, and then he had Magic Johnson, and then Larry Bird. So these generational players are just unbelievable. Then and the, then Michael Jordan came along, and then just as he had finished up, LeBron comes through. Like, and he was if you if you look back and you read about it, if you listen to the right podcasts, and you just type LeBron James's story in and you and read some of his articles, he was the best ever high school player America's ever seen. And they, they, they put so much emphasis on their high school players coming through in, in the big American leagues because they know they're looking for talent. And he just completely skipped college and he just went straight into um into thing, into the NBA. Oh, yeah. And he, he's just, he is a freak. Like, like he, he's, he's got more longevity than Jordan. And, and he, like, he came, when you said, Johnny, he came back to, to Cleveland and took them to. Finals in 15, 16, where he won it, um, 17, 18, and then obviously he left. He took them to four finals. When he's left, they've only won in two seasons. Now, those seasons cut short. They've only won something like 40-odd games. Yeah. It might even be less than that, you know what I mean? Because he's like last year, I'm sorry, the year before, his last season in Cleveland, like that team was really, really bad, really horrendous. People were out of form. Um, so the players weren't good enough, and LeBron. I think he played eighty-two games, and in one of the in the in the playoffs, he scored forty-plus points in seven games. And he was doing it all on his own. He was unbelievable. That's it. That that whole playoff run, and yeah. so that's why, in my opinion, it would be. But it is definitely um, interesting. Like, and it sparked it back up again. And I think as well, like you should, if you don't have it, you should hundred percent look into the ESPN pass for free. People even that are listening to this now don't have it. Because some of the thirty for thirties are brilliant, and especially if you're around the you're into the sort of the Jordan era now. There's one on the Detroit Piston Bad Boys. They obviously feature heavily in Last Dance, and there's one on the Celtics and Lakers rivalry coming through the eighties, which sort of sparked the NBA back into people's uh, minds and sort of blew the league up again. And and, and what it is now is because thanks to that. So there's something you should definitely check out if you haven't seen them. Um, I think that's sort of it for this week. Um, well, not for this week, for this podcast. This is the start of our podcast, but for this week we have obviously myself and Steve will be coming on, I think, um, with Brenton as well to chat a little bit about American sports. Um, and Brenton, we might as well have someone else coming on soon, which will be interesting, a guest from The Athletic, which is we pretty might. good. We might, we might have... Um, we'll, we'll keep this one under wraps for the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, keep an eye out on our social media because um, that um, should be very, very interesting and very exciting. Yeah. Um, and then we'll also have, uh, once again, another round of Johnny's Awards, which started off very well this week. Well done, Jonathan. Thank you very much. Um, do an update for everyone at home. How's Spud? Spud is doing a hell of a lot better. Uh, Spud got sick again, obviously, over the last week or so, but he's, uh, he's better. He's eating better food. He got a wee groom, so he doesn't look like himself whatsoever. It looks fresh. We, uh, we got him. We got him a new harness, so he's a badass motherfucker right now. It's it's a sick fade he has actually. 
when, when, when no one, when no one, when no one in Ireland can get a sick fade at all, he has the sickest of fades at the minute. So, yeah. In what Mooch, world Mooch, are we Mooch. living that like humans can't get haircuts, but dogs can? Like? I think it's only right. Yeah. To be honest, because yeah. dogs are the best. Sprinkle a bit of baby powder on him, and he smells great. Um, is he still stealing your pillow? He is actually. He started to spread himself across both pillows now, so he's been a trolling wee shake to the both of us, but you know what? You know where he ends up on his bed on the floor? Right below. Well, speaking of trolling, uh, Finn's uncle, Brenton, has been trying to get him to support Chelsea, which uh, is well. Um, so he seems to love the... No, he he better not have bought him a kit yet. He <laughs> seems to love the colour blue. Um... I gave him a Knicks top that my mum accidentally got me and was too small, so I gave him it. So he's going to be a Knicks fan, which is, you know, that's, that's unfortunate for him, but yeah, he'll have to make day with it. But um, yes, he, he does seem to be into the colour blue, which is worrying. Mm, um, not at all. He, he, know, he, he knows does, where the glory is. He seems to enjoy the Chelsea badge too whenever he sees it, which is also worrying. So we'll see how that goes, because like he could be moving out soon. Yeah, uh, so, no, would never do that either. Um, that's just so, so much yeah, worse Jonathan that is a lot worse Jonathan how dare you that? folks uh, thanks for listening and, and tuning into the podcast thanks for everyone that's listened to the last couple and have got back to us and different things and that have enjoyed them more to come we're going to try and get two to three podcasts out a week now so uh, hopefully you all enjoy them um, catch all our stuff uh, across all our socials that Breton works very hard on at the sports babble um, and also get us on your email if you have any topics or if you want to um, shout at Johnny for any of his awards he gives email me at thesportsbabble at gmail.com I'll give you his address his personal phone number not a problem um, and let us know any topics or anything you want to get in touch with far away so we're working we're, I don't say we're working hard we're working harder than we have done before at the Sports Bubble <laughs> to try and get more guests on um, and more people and more topics and, and talk about more sports. So hopefully going forward, um, we'll come out of lockdown as a, as a new gang and we'll be uh, able to take things over. But Jonathan, thanks again for coming on, as always. Yep, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And Bretton, as always, thank you. You're welcome. Folks, uh, speak to you soon. Probably be another podcast out Wednesday or Thursday, but stay tuned across all our socials. Good luck.